This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. Alright, buckle up, Morning Skate fans. That's right, we're back with another podcast. You got Ked here bringing the energy today. I'm feeling good about it. I'm here with BizDev. BizDev, say what up. What's good? Find me grinding in the corners of the analytics of this podcast. I am fired up. All roads lead to beer league, baby. You're, 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 you're getting better at this because normally I have to ask you where you found it. You already you already got it. Look at this. On top of it. Good for you, Dev. And uh, all roads do lead to the beer league. We have... Arguably the greatest beer league uh, hockey player of all time. Definitely the best beer league hockey goalie of all time. We got Kane Van Gate, number 38. That's at Kane Van Gate, 38. What's popping, buddy? How you doing? Good. I'm excited to be on the morning skate. Thanks for having me on, boys. And that intro, intro was perfect. Love it. It, felt, it felt good. Love it. You ever do an intro and you're like, uh, I don't know. That one actually, it felt pretty decent. So I think we're it sounded doing good. It sounded great. First question, why 38? Because I wore 38 in college. Did you really? Yeah, completely random. You play goalie? No. Okay. Uh, well, actually, fun fact, my first uh, ever collegiate hockey game, I was a uh, backup goalie because our goalie got hurt and the other goalie came to class. I Eva. separated my shoulder in tryout, so I, I put the towel around my neck, got in for a few shots, got the okay. fuck out of there. It's way too scary. That's awesome. Did you have that beauty stash then? Oh, yeah. Yep, Did I sure hurt. Yeah. I'll have, I I'll have to uh, send you a picture from that. That was about the only time I ever got a picture of myself on the ice, so... Love uh, it. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's see. Why 38? Um, I wanted a I wanted a number in the 30s that was just because I thought it'd be you know a goalie number, but I wanted like a non-traditional goalie number, and I couldn't off the top of my head at the time couldn't really think of anyone that wore 38, and um, and then just so I don't know I'm kind of superstitious, so those numbers kind of like have a little meaning to me, so I just went with that, and then uh, and that happened in beer league. Honestly, like growing up, I never wore 38. I wish I did, but it's it just kind of like in college. It's a hard number to wear, especially as a kid, right? Like, it's yeah, like, yeah, I want 38. The coach will look at you like, yeah, okay, back of the line. Yeah. <laughs> Usually it's like one or 30, and then me and the other goalie, like, fight over who gets what. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it was just one of those things I started. As soon as I started playing beer league, you could get literally any number you wanted. Yeah. As you know, you guys have, you know, some interesting numbers out there. So, yeah. Dude, that's funny. I So, I always wore eight. And we didn't have eight at the time. 18 was taken, 28 was taken. So the only eight left was 38. And the guy who wore it before me was an absolute legend. So I'm like, okay, for sure. I get there and I get home. I'm like, do I know anybody who's worn 38? (laughs) So off the top of my head, two players I know for sure Shane Harper, who played a couple games for the Panthers, and Pavel Dimitra. I was going to say, Dimitra. Oh, yeah. RIP. That guy was an absolute legend. But yeah, 38. Dimitra comes to mind for sure for me, first one. But. 
And I know some goalies have worn it. I just honestly I can't think of any off the top of my head. So I was no. like, what's a what's a goalie number that's not a goalie number? Like, so, like this sounds kind of weird. I kind of want to like make it a goalie number. Like I would love it if I see kids out there wearing 38. That would like make my day. I haven't yet, but maybe one of these days. I mean, that would be unbelievable. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on board with that. We can really push <laughs> 38 merch. I appreciate. Push. <laughs> hey, Mike, you should try. We're 38. It's like, We're 38 okay. now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right man so obviously goalie uh i mean we're gonna get into your youtube channel people know who you are i guess i just want to know how'd you fall in love with hockey like let's go back to the roots man like how yeah. come up so um growing up in st louis it's not like you know canada or detroit or boston or other markets where you know hockey's pretty big and active like it is now obviously but when i was a kid it wasn't so um but the blues were still around they've been around since the 60s and so it was still more of a baseball town, but hockey's still kind of big here. So yeah. my dad and I both just kind of got into it when I was real little, just watching the Blues, and we both just kind of became these diehard fans kind of together because he was a baseball player. Um, and then when this guy named Brett Hall showed up, started scoring <laughs> 50 goals in 50 games. <clears throat> so, like, every every dude my age, it doesn't matter what position you played, like, unless you had, like, an uncle or dad or older brother or someone who got you into it, Brett Hall got you into hockey. And that's oh, just yeah. an absolute fact. So uh, a lot of people say, like, without him, the Blues may have moved to Saskatoon back in the, in the late 80s, early 90s. I don't know. There's a whole other story there. But anyways, watching Brad Hall do his thing really made me fall in love with the game. And I was kind of already falling in love with it, but it made it electric. And then you watch the guys like Gretzky, and then you start watching, yeah. like, Broder and Watt and all these guys. And um, that Hall, Hallie would definitely got me into it. And my dad and I, like I said, fell in love with it together. And then – uh, as far as becoming a goalie, this is a story. I talked about this on one of my uh, episodes, the BHL mask, because people are wondering why I had Curtis Joseph uh, etched and Felix Potvin etched in my mask. Um, obviously, like my favorite goalies, but there's a backstory there. So my parents won, uh, won a raffle, these like front row tickets to go to a Blues Blackhawks game. And I was already like a big hockey fan, wanted to play hockey so bad, was already drinking the Kool-Aid, but it just I wasn't like a hockey player yet. <laughs> So it's me and my parents. My sister might have been there. She's not in my memory at all. It's just me and my parents in my memory. <laughs> but uh, we're sitting front row, and it's Belfour, Curtis Joseph, Eddie the Eagle in his mask, Cujo in oh, his trumpets. God. You know what I mean? And for me, it was Goalie just porn, bro. over. Yeah, like I was taught to hate Belfour, but I, I secretly loved the guy and, had, you know, admired him and respected him, even though he was the he enemy. moved the puck like no other, dude. Oh, that yeah. guy had six stick handling yeah. abilities. Yeah, and not a guy you want to mess with either. And then, you know, and then Cujo being one of my favorites. So watching those two guys play live, like, front row, right behind the net, I think I saw Cujo for two periods and Eddie for one period. or It could have been the other way around. I don't know. It was a long time ago. But that moment, I just knew. Like, I didn't shut up about being a goalie until finally my parents bought me pads. So. Dude, so that's crazy. We talked about this before. I had a dog, my first dog, that Cujo. That's what we named him. I was a huge yeah. Curtis Joe fan. Like, growing up as a kid, like, I actually played goalie before I ended up trying to score goals. Never did. But <laughs> hey, my right. question for you. You, you like Curtis Joseph? You mentioned Felix the Cat. Were you a Maple Leafs fan at any point? Because they they were both there for a little bit, weren't they? Yeah, and that's coincidental, kind of. Like, okay. well, because Cujo went there afterwards. But like, it's funny you ask because I often get asked, "Who's your second favorite team? Who do you want to see win a cup?" And I've always, like, I've always been like, "St. Louis, St. Louis, St. Louis." Like, no, who's your second? Who you besides St. Louis? And I've always been like, I've always been, and there's a big gap. Like, I'm a Blues fan through and through, but. 
I've always kind of been a Maple Leafs fan. I, any original six, big fan, oh, yeah. right? But like, I had a Toronto Maple Leafs hat back when I was like nine years old that I used to rock every now and then, mixed in with the Blues hats. So yeah. that goes back a while. And like, they were kind of a rival with the Blues in like the early 90s. They met in playoffs all the time. So it was like a little bittersweet for me. Like, if they did win, if they got past the Blues, I'd kind of be like, you know, screw you guys for two days. And then eventually be like, well, if, you know, if anyone's going to win, I'd rather be the team that knocked us out. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, so they, they're kind of my second favorite team. But as far as like Cujo ended up there, that was kind of uh, just a coincidence. But So I, I was actually going to ask you this question at the end of the podcast, but you mentioned Brett Hull. If you could pick any player to take shots on, like let's say 10 shots, what player would you want to take 10 shots with? Like growing up, Brett Hall, obviously. Yeah. Nowadays, I mean, Holly, God love him. I don't know if he's, you know, he's older. <laughs> I don't know if he's in the best shape or ripped a puck anytime recently. I'd have to say, like, a guy like Ovechkin or, or like, I've actually faced um, Tarasenko before. No well, way. And, what was that? Of times. So awesome. That puck comes in so well. <laughs> first of all, you don't see it. And then eventually, yeah. you're, like, your eyes do adjust and then you can see it, but it doesn't make it any easier to save it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it hits you or it doesn't. That's <laughs> really, it was fun too. Cause he was like letting them rip. Like he was yeah. really letting them rip. And it was, I, I've never had so much fun getting scored on, but uh, yeah. That's a, that's an awesome moment, dude. Like it was really cool. Team, their best player, I would say. And he's yeah. shots on you, dude. That'd be like yeah. me doing two on ones with Panarin. I don't even know what dude. I would do. It was awesome. It was like a week, and they, they weren't real practices. They were like, I forget what they call them, but they're basically like non-sanctioned practices because the NHL has all these strict rules. It's like right? It's so like a like, captain's practice. And like, yeah, exactly. Um, like, yeah. no coaches were out there. It was optional. Like, you know, they followed all the rules, but like, they, they don't put the real goalies out there. They just get like beer league guys out there to kind of, you know. That's sick. Or, or like, we're really like junior guys now, but at the time they asked me, I'm like, yeah, sure. So I went out there and I had a blast. It was sick. Like I, I stopped some pucks, stopped some breakaways. Like it was a good time. But before I went out there, I'm not going to name any names, but some people high up at the blues were like, no cameras, no social media. Oh. No. Yeah. They're like, you can come, but like, we don't want any of this out there. And not like, like, they, like I said, they weren't breaking rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just didn't want like a distraction or me to like, you know, take advantage of what I had going on, which, which I understood. It would have been it would have been a sweet YouTube video though. Hey, KPG glove save on Tarasenko. Yeah, clean views. Right, dude. It's like a TikTok. It's him like fully shooting it. You like stop it. You have somebody else shoot it. You get in your glove and then you just flash the light. Everybody thinks that you're the next best thing. Unreal. <laughs> I like optical illusion. Who's who's your favorite player to be around? Uh, dude, they were all so nice. Like, I, I've met Pat Maroon a handful of times because he's a local guy and we have mutual friends. So, like, he went out of his way to be like, dude, thanks for coming out. We really appreciate it. Uh, Colton Pareko is like, the, couldn't be a nicer human being. He actually put a huge dent in my mask, which is funny because, like, That's he shouldn't have. Like, he he's his one T is a freaking bullet. And I, like, I should have caught it because it was, like, from almost the blue line. You know what yeah. I mean? No traffic in front of the net, nothing. We're like, an NHL goalie probably would have just caught it. And I went to catch it. I missed it. He domes me right in between the eyes. Totally my fault. And he apologized like a hundred times. I'm like, dude, it's, it's all good. Like, no worries. He's like, oh, man, you got a dent on your mask. I'm so sorry. I'm, thanks so much for being out here. Like, uh, You're probably like, like, don't worry I'm about like, it. Hey, I'm, awesome. I'm a goalie. Like, 
yeah. I was like, I was like, it's all good. And then literally every single one of those guys like went out of their way to give me a tap on the pads. Like Steen, who's a, I don't know, seemingly a quiet dude, still came over and was like, hey, we appreciate you coming out. It's nice to have something real to shoot at. You know, like That's every cool. single dude went out of their way to at least say thanks. And I. I'm more, and the funny thing is, is they're all like calling me kiddo and like buddy. And yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm probably older than all you guys, but, <laughs> but they, they don't need to know that. <laughs> you, you immediately get off the ice, you go to Instagram, Vladimir Tarasenko's buddies are your new profile. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's unreal, dude. I, I bet like, oh man, at your first beer league game after that, you're probably, you see this dent right here? Yeah, Colton Frank, I've ever heard of him. <laughs> I might have, I might have told the boys once or twice. I had to, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, so like dude your youtube channel is unreal you have millions of views you do all these different types of videos thank you very much yeah i have a few questions about how did this start dude like were you just sitting around one day and you're like you don't know what dude nobody nobody's really doing this like like how did it happen was it um, we've done stuff that have like been a joke like this podcast this podcast started as a joke we're like we all moved away we get a 12 pack we drink beers watch hockey and then we started recording it and now it's this like how did there's got to be a cool story about so it. it's 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 similar to that. Like it was pretty organic. We, um, you know, we, we were, well, actually here's what happened. So my video guy and I used to work together and like, we used to have a nine to five and we were producing like video content. A lot of it was hockey related. And, and then we kind of wanted to do stuff on the side on our own. And we were working on this project and we finished it and we were just like having beers, hanging out at his place. This is before he was married with kids. Um, and we were watching NHL 36. So I don't know if you remember that, but it was a show. I don't know who I, the NHL obviously produced it, but I don't know who else was behind it, uh, what network, but they would essentially just like follow a superstar player around for 36 hours, kind of show, give you like a day in the life kind of thing. And we're watching it. And I said to my video guy, I go, dude, my life we need to do this with me people need to know about the bhl like there's there's a bunch of beer leaguers out there like me that are doing some really awesome stuff one night a week and the people need to know about it so it kind of started off like that and um to be honest with you we we just wanted guys in our league to enjoy it guys on the team to get a kick out of it and um you know we were just like it, it, we never had any goals with like, oh, we hope we get these views or we hope we get these subscribers or we hope we get likes. Like, I think that's the wrong way to go about it. Kind of like what you said with your podcast, like it started with you guys just having fun with your buddies and then, yeah. and then now you take it seriously, but you're still having fun. So Absolutely. it's just like that. Like we take it seriously, but it's still a lot of fun. Um, making the movie was insane amount of work. We'll talk about that later, but uh, we do spend a lot of time on our YouTube videos too. Like it's, you know, we don't just take an iPad and shoot stuff and throw it on, on YouTube. Like yeah. it takes some time and some thought. And, um, but yeah, like if you would have told me six, seven years ago after that video that we'd still be doing this, I, I probably would, uh, not believe you or I don't know, had a huge grin on my face, but really sweet. Let's do it. You know? So, um, but yeah, it's, it's been a really fun ride. It's been a really fun ride. When did you know, like, that you had something there? Ah, shoot. Like, I don't know. I guess, like, the, like I, what was your first oh shit moment where you're like, oh, okay. My, I guess for me, that was when, uh, and this has nothing to do with me, really. I was just the middleman telling the, sco the story about Scott Darling and the YouTube driver and how awesome Scott is, right? 
-hmm. that was my moment like I tweeted out that story and then I shut my phone off and then and then I finished um finished my uh my beverage at the airport and then boarded my plane got home turned my phone on and had retweets from like everything you just you name it you name it. It, it, it like they retweeted it and then like a guy from the Chicago Tribune's calling me asking me to like confirm a few facts and I like and this is all like 11 o'clock at night it was, it was just bizarre like it all happened so fast and that's when and, and I didn't try to like I don't want to capitalize off that right because that wasn't my story that wasn't my right. moment it's just like Scott Darling did something awesome and someone told me and I'm like yo I've got a platform to like share this awesome story I'm gonna do that so it wasn't like uh that wasn't like a oh shit like things are working out for me moment it's just like oh shit like you got an audience like yeah like if if i put something out there whether it has anything to do with me or not has something to do with scott darling being an awesome dude and it blows up like that like holy cow like what you know i I never i never thought that would happen you know what i mean like that's when it really like blew my mind and then when obama brought it up and when barack obama like talked about beer league hockey and how it sounds like a good time i was like boom president of the united states i dropped the mic dude yeah, I, <laughs> I slammed a beer. I did a victory lap. He didn't mention my name, but that, it, it's okay. He mentioned beer league hockey players, and uh, yeah, that was pretty sweet. So probably that moment. Do you uh, do you have a favorite video? And then follow up on this: Do you have like a video that you thought was gonna kill and it just didn't, or like you have That's a video so that like you posted <laughs> and then like you took down and you're like shit, like. Yeah, I don't think we've taken down any, at least not that I know of. Um, I definitely have had some where you think you're going to do well and they don't. I, I, I think it's funny, like, anytime we do, like, NHL All-Star stuff or anything around, like, the NHL, like, and we get all this awesome content, no one cares. And then, you know, the more I th- – it, like, it's not that no one cares. Like, we just don't get the views. Yeah. So, I don't know. You kind of you kind of live and you learn. Like, like some guys – treat it like a bible like oh I, it's got to be this long it's got to be this in the title and like all they care about is views and like i said earlier like i don't yeah. sure i would love views like sure i would love subscribers but that's not the only thing i care about but um it's just kind of i don't know it's just kind of funny to me or how it seems like those videos just tank and then i'm like thinking about like why is that why is that i'm like well you know the nhl and all the nhl teams are producing like amazing content that weekend that is way better content than what I'm putting out there. You know what I mean? And like, and then by the time our YouTube video is out there, like it's stale, no one really cares. So I've kind of like at first being like, why don't people care about this? But then you kind of like (laughs) take a step back and you figure out why you're like, okay, well, you know, that's why. Um, But there's one video called hands of steel and it's not a BHL life episode. It's a random video we made after BHL 36 that I think is awesome. And, I don't think people know about it, but it's on our channel. Okay. And then, like, randomly, it went, like, years without getting a view. And then all of a sudden, it started getting, like, a bunch of views randomly. So, I don't know if someone found it was like, this is weird. I love it. But um, <laughs> that that's, like, a secret one that I like. Uh, and then, like, and then I guess my favorite would be the one with I did with Desmond, the little four-year-old. Well, yeah. three-year-old skater, but a little four-year-old guy. Uh, just, I don't know. That was just, like, a cutesy, fun yeah. one. But... Yeah, I guess those would be my favorite. And then, yeah, and then the Hands of Steel one kind of tanked, and then all the NHL ones. like, so, And then I did an interview with Freddie Anderson I thought was pretty solid. And it, 
you know, it's just YouTube's a weird animal. Like it all yeah. depends on like weird algorithms and like, you know, if you release a video in July, it's not going to do as well as January because they're okay. like pushing hockey content. Yeah. And I don't know. YouTube's so freaking unpredictable that if yeah. you go into it with, and you set goals, I feel like you're just going to disappoint yourself. So. So, like, you've mentioned Freddie Anderson, like, Tarasenko. Who was, like, the, the person, like, you were most gun-shy around? Like, the first person that you were like, oh, God. Was there anybody that, like, had a presence and you were like, oh, boy. Um, a little bit. Like, um, I'm, I'm not going to act like I don't feel anything when you're around, like, a hockey celebrity. Like, I feel a little bit of, like, not awkwardness or tension, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Don't say something stupid. You know right. what I mean? Kind of like yeah. going on in your head. But like, I don't know. I I don't really get like I would get. I guess because I've been around hockey players my whole life, and like like uh, I knew the Stasnys growing up, and I knew Ben Bishop growing up, and Mike McKenna. And like I, I knew a bunch of guys like so like way before there were these big hockey superstars that. Um, I don't know if I get too starstruck with hockey guys. But, like, Wayne Gretzky, I mean, boom. I worked his camp, like, five years ago, and I got to shake his hand and say hi to him real quick. And, like, I I don't know what came out of my mouth. I yeah. couldn't even tell you. I think I said, like, nice to meet you, sir. Like, no clue. But, like, I was freaking out, totally starstruck, had no idea how to handle myself because he's freaking Wayne Gretzky. But, like, you know, if, like, Braden Shen was getting a cup of coffee next to me, I'd be like, Hey dude, what's up? Like, good luck. Right. The rest of your, you know, like, I don't know. I wouldn't really, I don't know. Hockey players don't really do that for me, but, um, but anyways, going back to like Freddie, he was such a cool dude. Like a great just, course, too, man. Unbelievable. Oh, solid. But like, he's just as laid back and cool as you would think. Like he's a really cool dude and he doesn't try to be a cool dude. You know what I mean? That's just who he is. Yeah. Salt of the earth. All right. And, and Vladdy, going back to Vladdy, like I said, like couldn't be a nicer guy. And yeah. now Vladdy's English has gotten so much better, so it's a lot easier to communicate with him. Yeah. Uh, when he first came over here 10 years ago, you know, he was still learning. So now that it's a lot easier to communicate with him, you really can see how, like, genuinely of a good dude he is. And, then, and his son's a goalie. I get to coach him. Oh, no way. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His oldest son's a goalie. So that's, like, that's why he's so nice to me, probably, and why he goes out of his <laughs> way to talk to me and stuff. But, um, but yeah, Vladdy is a super nice dude. That's unreal. Yeah. And, and so we've, we've mentioned beer league quite a bit so far. Uh, all roads lead to the beer league. That's just a fact. No matter if you're Wayne Gretzky or some little Timmy down the road, like at the end of the day, you're going to be playing in a ring filled with old men, having a good time drinking beer. Yeah. We all end up in the same spot. That's so, tell, so tell us about the BHL. dude. Well, you know, um, well, we're on a hiatus right now. Everybody is, which yeah. sucks. So this whole thing sucks for everyone. We all know that. Um, but before all then, things were going good. The league's uh, thing, the league's going well. We got some good teams, some good competition. Every year, there's at least one, if not like two or three, like new younger teams of a bunch of kids, like right yep. out of college. Yep. Um, and and you know, give them credit. Like they're skilled, they're fast, and then and they may beat us, but you know, I just let them know. I'm like, Hey, like we're missing six guys. Like this wait, this wait till we have all our guys. Yeah. yeah they get smoked. Don't get too, you know, Dude, there's, there's always an adjustment period with those college kids too. Cause they like coming and they're oh. so sick and that they can like fuck around with anybody. And then one time they meet the guy who's wearing number 69 with a giant beard. And they're like, Oh God, I poked the wrong hair. <laughs> it's like, okay, now this yeah. is what be, just be okay. All right. Don't be. A no, and we were that young 
not exactly ourselves. Oh, like, one thousand totally us. Yeah. yeah. So like we remember that, and it's funny, you know, like they they hammer at home like all regular season, they lose the first game of playoffs, you know. But they, you know, but they all like they get better, and it's like it's weird. The BHL is like uh, it's different, and it's I don't want to say it's like a game of chess, but like sometimes you can slow the game down, and like as we get older, our bodies aren't maybe necessarily doing what we want them to do, but like we are getting smarter, we're getting more creative, and like you're able to read plays better, so. You know, it's it's super interesting to see, like, who are your buddies, like, just get better and better and better as they, like, get older. And then some guys just freaking face, like, face yeah. plant, like, right after 25, you know? No, for so, sure. It's fun. It's fun, man. I mean, the BHL life is, is my life, so I absolutely love it. But can't, I can't wait to get back to things, too. Now, now here's a good one. What What's your, like, biggest beer league hockey pet peeve? Um. And it's going to be interesting because you're a goalie. I don't know if it's going to be like, a goalie-type answer. That's or... a good question. My initial answer would be, like, getting doned by some dummy. Like, yeah. but, like, but that doesn't happen in my league or my team. Like, if a guy – even if a guy on the other hand – on the other team dones me, he'll, like, apologize. Or, you right. Know, you, yeah. you know he's shooting the score. Yeah. Um, so, like, I would say, like, for general beer league, that would be – like, if I saw that happen to someone else, it would, p- it would piss me off just as much as if it happened to me. Um, so that, I guess, uh, I don't know. I think when guys try to be tough, when it's just not necessary, yeah. you know what I mean? We all have work like, or, and it's usually like the guy who's got the cage on or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like, or like, I don't know. Or like, he's got a cage like, on, like, like that. Gets, on his skates and it's like, okay, this guy wants to fight everybody. Yeah. Like, that guy. Like, that guy doesn't – no one wants you around. Like, everyone has, like, you know, a family or a job or, or they're trying to – whatever. Like, no one wants to go here and fight. Like, yeah. I get how things get chippy. Like, guys may beat at each other. Like, occasionally things happen. Like, that's hockey. It escalates quick. But the guys who are, like, looking for stuff can't stand yeah. them. Can't have, stand have, you seen, have you seen those beer leagues in, like, Canada where, like – hundreds of people go and watch the game and it's like these old guys and there's legitimate fighting and it's like it's crazy uh biz dev there was that tiktok i think i I showed you there was this guy he must have been like 30 years old and like not in shape so i don't think he was playing at any sort of like professional level and there had been hundreds of people at this game and he was just beating the shit out of people i'm like what (laughs) league (laughs) it was incredible i couldn't believe i'll have to see if i can find that gotta love canada Oh yeah, but yeah. They only have one speed, and it's go, man. It's, it's, I mean, I bet that I bet there's so many good beer league teams in Canada, and I bet you there's so like obviously there are, but I bet there's so many that like look bush, and you like look down the ice, you're like oh these guys suck, and then they start playing, and they play the other like 15 years, and you're down yeah. by five, and you're like what's going on? You know? Yeah, look at their hockey DB. They played in the O like 30 years, yeah. still yeah. got like Jesus. Yeah. Bunch of guys with black tukes, but they're just unreal. So, did you set up this BHL Cup? Is this all you? Uh, I did not set it up. No, okay. a buddy of mine set it up. Yes. Okay, so, uh, I mean, this looks incredible. I'm just going to read a little excerpt from it. Yeah, it's The 10th annual BHL Cup will be taking place February 5th to the 7th, 2021 in Phoenix, Arizona. Majority of the games will be at the Ice Den in Scottsdale, the Arizona Coyotes practice rink. Some games might be elsewhere. Three full days of hockey, music, parties, and PGA golf. Provide an experience like no other adult hockey tournament around. Like, is this paradise on earth or what? It's unbelievable. I mean, especially just to be in Scottsdale that time of year, you know, because, like, no matter where you are, well, I mean, 
if you're up north or for all of us who have four seasons, right? It's freezing and frigid. Yeah. It's because it's that first weekend in uh, or last weekend in January, first weekend of February, whatever it is. So to be down there, the weather's unbelievable. Right. Um, the hockey's fun. You have like one or two games in the morning, and then usually you have like the rest of your day to like go check out the PGA or you go to, go to Bird's Nest where they have all the concerts going, um, or just go to Old Town Scottsdale where all the bars are, and it's just. You'll hurt your neck, though, man. You're going to make a lot of quick turns walking down, <laughs> down that street. But, no, it's it's awesome. It, it's like a, it's a great guy's trip. It really is. Um, and, would, you put, uh, would you put it on the bucket list for, like, beer leaguers? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, yeah, if, you, if, if your squad does, like, traveling tournaments, I've heard of one in Nashville. It's supposed to be really good. I would definitely put this on the bucket list. You have to get, you have to rent an Airbnb with a pool. That's an absolute must. And believe it or not, in Arizona, that's, it's really relatively affordable because pretty much every house there has a pool. Um, but yeah, you got to rent a house. And plus with all the hockey gear and stuff, that's the way right. to go. Rent a car. But, but um, yeah, I mean, the best way to go would be plan out in advance, plan it out in advance. Cause then it's like, you know, just more cost effective that way. Um, where are you, where are you guys located? Are you East coast? saratoga springs new york we're about like two hours right. out yeah. of Placid. okay cool so that is yeah that is a hike for you guys but i mean it's like i said it's an awesome time i would i would even extend the trip like go down a couple days early and play yeah. golf or uh that sunday is always super bowl sunday so what a lot of dudes do is because the tournament championship tournament the championship games at like noon that sunday and mm-hmm. then super bowl is that night so usually Ooh. guys will have like a Super Bowl party in their Airbnb and stay till like Monday or Tuesday and like play golf for a day or That's two or whatever. Real, dude. Can yeah. you imagine waking up Monday after a weekend of beer, uh, beer league hockey and like, okay, let's just do a quick round of golf and then we'll, we'll head home. Like that's yeah, on- like if you love golf and hockey, it gets, I, I highly recommend it. I mean, even if you just love hockey, it's, it's a great time for sure. We, we actually missed it this past year. It sucked because with all the all-star stuff going on in St. Louis and uh, yeah. the hockey journey premiere, I had all this stuff like double booked. So I, it was the first time in five years I didn't go to the BHL Cup. But all that info is at bhlcup.com. And the dude who started his name's Eric Kleinick. And uh, he's a good dude. And he's been doing it from day one and super organized. And he, he does a really good job. The tournament's grown like every year because he does a good job with it. So. And people, I mean, why wouldn't you want to go back? Like, yeah. Right? Like word of mouth. There's a lot of teams. There's a lot of teams who like come once and like, that was sick. Loved it. But like their, their whole thing is to like trap, like travel around to different tournaments. But a lot of teams like come and they're like, all right, we'll be back next year. And then especially like all the teams out in like California and who are already kind of over, you know, in the Southwest area, like a bunch of those teams come back every year. No, you definitely got to, I feel like, I feel like each person with, like, a significant other probably gets, like, one or two weekends a year that they can really go, like, wild yeah. out with the players. And it's funny, now that coronavirus is happening, like, th- those days of the year have turned into, like, one or two hours a day that you're just trying to jump on the sticks with the boys and, like, play video games. And it's like, <laughs> oh boy, you know, you really have to like, pick and choose. But definitely check that out. You mentioned Hockey Journey. Let's talk about this because yeah. Biz, Dev, and myself were, I mean, oh, Dev, no. you bought it, right? Yeah. 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 No. And I mean, dude, it was unbelievable. You had Ken and Jordy on. I mean, those are our boys. So that was like really cool yeah. to see those guys on. But how did this start? How long did it take? Was it scripted? Like, I feel like this is a just process, man. Oh, dude, it 
it was. So, like, to have it out there is such a relief. And, and first of all, thank you so much, both of you guys, for downloading it. Oh, no problem. It. It really you can get that at Vimeo, guys. Check it out. Vimeo, Hockey Journey. All right. Yeah, on. thank you. Yeah, you can just go to HockeyJourney.com. You can watch the trailer there and hopefully hopefully download it and, and own it. Um, so, yeah, it took us, like, two years, a little over two years. Um, we weren't working on it, like, every day for two years, but that's just gathering footage and stuff like that. And um, so we always knew we wanted to like do a movie, do a documentary. And then we got to the point where we, we went on this awesome trip up in Vancouver. And um, I don't want to give away like too much of this. Cause like, as you guys know, like it's kind of in the story itself, right? Yeah. Like everything's explained. Um, so we get this awesome opportunity to go to Tendi Fest. And then we decided to stay an extra two weeks and just film all this stuff. And we're like, all right, we got it. Like we're on, like we're starting our movie. We got footage, we got this. And then it was all like, okay. How do we put this together? Like, how do you, you know, like. You got to be super organized, right? Because I feel like you're, you're not shooting that as the movie goes on. You're probably shooting like an end scene at the beginning or like. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Like, so it was definitely shot kind of out of order. I mean, like any movie is. All movies are out of order. Like, rarely do they shoot them in order. Um, but it, it, what really started to kind of bring it together was our second trip. We had to go back to Vancouver. And we're like, hey, we got a lot of good stuff, but like we didn't get enough. Like this isn't enough. So we went back, got more. And then, you know, Jordy and, and Ken at the Ultimate Hockey Fan Cave are a huge part of it because what they have there is so freaking special. Like in any fan of hockey, like there's no way you can walk in that place. And be like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, no, it's, it's on our bucket list. Like we already yeah. have like planned out. I, I work at oh, a place yeah. that every five years you get a month sabbatical where they just pay you and you can do whatever you want. And like, that's the first stop I'm going is there. Yeah, do it. Just all over British Columbia is, if you, have you ever been to BC? No, dude, I've been on oh, twice so in my life. It looks unreal. I saw the one that uh, Biz Nasty did, the Biz Does BC or whatever. BC, and, yeah. Oh, man, it looks so unbelievably just beautiful, dude. And like, yeah, his budget was a little different than mine. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous. The whole West Coast is, but yeah, you're up in BC, you've got the concrete jungles, the big city, you got the beaches, the mountains, and you got all these forests you can hike through. Like it's, you got like the best of all the world. So, and yeah. the water looks unreal. I'm a big it's water beautiful. guy. Just like, it's pure, right? Like you, yeah. you look at a place and it's like, so clean. And then just the ferry ride from Vancouver to, um, from yeah, Vancouver to Victoria is like, I don't know, two hours and it's, as long as it's not like a super cloudy day, it's the most beautiful boat ride ever. Like yeah. it was that two hours flies by because you're just looking around, like taking pictures. And it's it's right. gorgeous up there. And so that's a huge reason why we're like, dude, like we've always wanted to do this. Like, let's do it with, you know, Vancouver and the BC area first. And, you know, if we can do more like, I don't know, Toronto for the sequel, that'd be sick. But I don't know. We'll kind of see how things go. Um, oh, man, you got to get you got to get in the Hockey Hall of Fame, dude. Uh, dude, yeah, you can't go to Toronto without going to Hockey Hall of Fame. So I'm big fans of theirs, and they follow me on Instagram. So maybe that'd be unreal if you could cut a scene there. I know, but you know, I'm sure they wouldn't want to be like, yeah, come film our whole spiel. Like they want people to come in and see it. You know what I mean? So you got to figure out like, well, I don't know. I already got a scene in mind, dude. Like you're making your own like thing for you. Like 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 you're hanging up like a jersey in a corner, like. <laughs> bathroom or something you're like oh yeah so this is my stall uh everybody all the beer leaguers know you know come here and <laughs> be unreal oh god yeah like honestly i would i would love to i would love to keep doing it but i guess we got to see how this this one goes but um anyway sorry i'm all over the place but to answer your you're question good. it took us like 
two years. But what's so cool about this is, um, like, not only do we do it, like, super low budget, just, you know, me and another guy, even though we, like, got help from other people, um, we had a Kickstarter campaign. So, like, all these people who we know and some people who we don't even know, we are just, like, fans of YouTube or whatever, but uh, them and friends and family, like, they helped help us raise money to put all this together so to just to have all those people like involved and to have their name in the credits like you know this wouldn't happen without you guys it just adds like a whole layer of this being pretty freaking special for us so the whole like um, community right like it, that's so cool everybody pitching in and for like the greater good like that's unreal yeah. i like the fact that like you're giving them a shout out too it's like hey oh yeah well heck you have to right um but yes like that's freaking cool and just all the support from like and then um our most recent uh, youtube video was just kind of like a little sneak at the how the premiere went in st louis we had like 400 people show up and it was like a it was like a monday night and it was and people like applaud like they loved it. it was great and so yeah, hopefully if, uh, you know, hopefully we can help spread the word and get more people to, to buy the movie and hopefully they watch it. But I mean, as you guys saw, it's a big, it's a really positive message. Yeah. And, you know, it's like if you love hockey, you know, you're going to I think you're going to love it and, and respect it. You may you may laugh at a few of the guys on camera, but there's nothing wrong with that. That's kind of the point. So no, I, it, was I very, thought, it was very well done. What's up, Dale? Yeah, it was, it was super well done. And it was also like. Okay. A, a relatable movie for us beer leaguers and hockey stuff because there's never really been something like that for us um, i'm so glad you said that because yeah. one of my one of my really good friends saw it and that's exactly what he said he goes he goes i hope this does well he goes i think it will he goes i wouldn't be surprised if this like does well like down the road like one of those like movies yeah. that like gets yeah. picked up later on i go i don't care when it does well i just want to do well but anyways he goes i just think it's the first like sports or hockey movie that's like relatable to like like just the average hockey player he's like you know the guys who make it to the nhl they're all like one in a million you know they're all yeah. like these guys are freaks so like they're they're not normal you know what i mean so to yeah. have a movie for that the normal hockey player is definitely something we we're striving for so dude like, i love i love the part where you're talking about like the drive to the rink being sacred because like we yeah, we have a game it's so relatable dude like you put yeah. on specific song and you just blast it and like you're punching the roof of the car on the way down the rink you get out you have a beer in the parking lot it's like 75 degrees outside it's beautiful <laughs> go yeah. in play come back out have a couple more like the drive to the rink might be my favorite That's thing good. about beer hockey yeah it's my second favorite like hanging out with the boys in the locker room after the game is my favorite after a win not a loss yeah. but uh but yeah the drive there is like and goalies are weird so like i'm the opposite like instead of getting pumped up i just get like calm yeah 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 no one wants me fired up everyone wants me like (laughs) chill and calm you know what i mean as the goalie but um but yeah it's funny i'm glad you like that scene that was actually that was the last scene we shot that was like a last minute like we're missing something here like we need to yeah yeah yeah. um it was was unreal when i saw that because i like i almost got chills because it was like yes like every as a beer leaguer, man, like you work like a nine to five job, right? And the yeah. only thing you're thinking about during the week is like, what, what day is hockey? What time is hockey? <laughs> yeah. What time are I going to get home? Am I going to have enough time to sleep? And then like, I always ride with this one kid, Steve, and we always meet up at exit 13 stewards, dude. We run in, we get a bite to eat, get back in the car, get on the road. We either podcast or like listen to music. And it's just like, that's probably like my favorite part of the week. And when you yeah. said that, like, it just hit the home. It was like, yep, nailed it. Love it. Love it. That's awesome. Um, 
what's the feedback man so far by everybody i mean 400 people showing up to the thing is unbelievable yeah and like you know so far it's been all positive i know it's only a matter of time until somebody lets me know they think it sucks like of course that's <laughs> but like so far it's been overwhelmingly positive like people are like hey really good message like that's a good thing the world needs that right now like relatable oh, sure. like you know uh, so so far a lot of people i think a lot of people were surprised like like some of my friends are like that's better than i thought it would be and i'm like thanks <laughs> like so um we got some help like like jordy and then uh, some other this guy tyler cave who's super talented so we we were just really careful with how we allocated because we were you know 16 grand for a documentary is like such a low budget like yeah. usually you're starting at 150 or whatever or more so we were just real careful how that was allocated and um, we just made some really lucky and I guess you could say in hindsight, smart decisions on how that money was spent and got some talented people that kind of help us make it look legit. Dude, how, how, like, how cool is it going to the premiere and seeing that many people? You must've been like so proud of like you and like everybody you helped. like, that's uh, such a cool moment looking and just seeing that many people there. Right. It was, it was humbling. It was crazy. It was cool. It was, uh, it felt like too good to be true. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm a good person, but I was like, do I deserve this? Like, yeah. oh my God, like this is unbelievable. So like, that was, that was like an overwhelming feeling I've never had in my whole life. So that was really sweet. Um, and then it's funny. I had uh, I had a private, I was doing lessons like the next morning and I saw like one of these goalie moms that I, that I was there the night before. And she's like, how nervous are you getting in front, like on stage, and, like talking in front of those people? I was like, that was not on my radar. Like, I go, <laughs> the only thing that was in my brain was, I'm about to show these hundreds of people something we've worked on for two years, and they could hate it. Like, I don't even know. Like, that was, that to me, I told her, I was like, that was scary. I go, but getting up and giving my whole little spiel, I'm like, that was a piece of cake. Like, I could do that a hundred times. So, um, it was nerve-wracking, but for the most part, like, it was freaking awesome. And to have that much support from, like, family, friends, and, and just, like, local St. Louis hockey people, and, like, a lot of people there, like, didn't even know who I was. They just, like, read about it in the paper, and, like, we want to support a local artist. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, that's freaking cool that you yeah. are just here doing that. Like, I hope I'm cool like that when I'm your age, you know? So, yeah, it was, uh, I could go on and on and on about how awesome it was, but it was, uh, it was, it's hard to wrap my head around, but it was pretty sweet. And I like the fact that you put your family in there too. You know, a toss a bone real quick. Here you go, uh, guys. Movie stars. <laughs> that was unreal. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was fun. And um, yeah, I don't want to give away that part because, like, you know what the joke is, obviously, because you've seen it. But um, yeah, my sister has a lot of fun with it. With people asking, like, is any of that actually real? <laughs> She's like, <laughs> I don't want to give it away right now, but uh, anyways, it's funny stuff. No, that's that. I mean, incredible job. If you guys get a chance, check it out. Hockey Journey, HockeyJourney.com. So he yeah, said. HockeyJourney.com. Yep. That'll just video, I think that's yep. where where Dale scooped it. Um, I just saw a video that you just recently did recruiting NHL All Stars for your BHL team. What was that? <laughs> that was fun. So um, I. Uh, Buddy of mine named Al Wah, Elaine Wah, is arguably like one of the most legit NHL agents. And so he runs RSG Hockey. Which he's got a for, great uh, team for it, dude. Elaine. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, dude, he's legit. He was a goalie as well, uh, played for Team Canada. And, um, but yeah, and, uh, and Harvard. 
too. So the guy is not dumb. Oh. But anyways, he's really <laughs> successful NHL not agents. Dumb. So some of his players, <laughs> uh, like Nico Heshire, was is his one guy that was in the uh, in the All Star game. So he kind of set up that interview with us to sit down with Nico, and then um, his buddy uh, Peter Wallen is um, Victor Hedman's agent. And so Peter is super cool guy. So it all kind of happened like on the cut, like real, like real quick. Like we did the interview with Nico and then like all these guys are so busy, right? They have yeah. like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, like, you know, like, so like, it's hard to get creative. Like I wish I could have done like on the bench style or like they're on a rink or on the ice or like, you know, cause you can do so much funnier stuff, but you know, but anyways, it's better than nothing. So thanks so much to Al for hooking us up with that. He also hooked me up with the tickets to the All-Star game and the skills comp. But anyway, so he hooks us up with that interview, which is sweet. Then Peter Wallen comes over. Long story short, he's like, do you want to uh, do an interview with Victor Hedman? I'm like, one of the best D-man in the whole world? Yep. Yeah, sit his ass down right now. Like, hey, you know, and I walked over to him. I looked up at him. Hey, Victor. And, uh who's such a cool dude, by the way. Uh, honestly, like, I haven't met an NHL guy that I was like, that guy's a douche. Like, they're all pretty freaking cool dudes in their own right. But um, I like yeah. the Hedman one because I didn't know much about him. Like, yeah. I, I, obviously, he's an unbelievable, but, he's, like, he's, like, a pretty reserved. Yeah. 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 Like, I thought I, that was cool. And the fact honestly, that he's like, soccer and he's, like, kicking the soccer ball with his skates on and stuff, like, yeah. something yeah. That I never knew. Like, I, and it's funny, I didn't either, but as soon as I find out I'm interviewing him, I go back, I do some homework, and I look up, I'm like, oh, man, he's like, he's as in the soccer as he is hockey. Like, this dude yeah. freaking loves soccer, so I knew to talk to him about that, and, uh, but yeah, he was, I mean, him and Nico are both such cool dudes, and uh, anytime, and it's funny, like, they're so used to doing weird stuff like that, like, they're not even phased at all, and then it was kind of funny. Like Nico had a heads up from Al and then Victor's all kind of like happened right then and there. Like I said, he's like, wait, so what is this for? And then I told him like about my YouTube channel and he's like, okay, all right. Yeah, let's do it. And then, <laughs> and then I'm like, I know, I know what will make him feel a little more comfortable. I, and I like, as soon as I had the opportunity, I mentioned being from St. Louis and being buddies with Ben Bishop and like they play together in Tampa yeah, for a while. Yeah. He, goes, he goes, Oh, you're buddies with Bish? Oh, okay, cool. And like, I'm so Open glad right I said up, that right? Because it yeah. just seemed like, not like he seemed awkward, but I think he was just like, All right, you're not like a total weirdo. Like, this yeah, is going to no. be, be an easy interview. So, and he even said, He's like, That was fun. So, hopefully, we do something with those guys again. Um, I have a few ideas. I don't want to ruin it in case it does happen. So hopefully we get to do some more stuff with NHL players because, and do more than just like sitting on a chair talking. Like I would love to get on the ice or, you know, do something a little, a little more physical humor. I think would be nice. So we'll see. You, so you said that you went to the game and the skills comp. Uh, one of my friends reached out to me and she had the opportunity to either go to the game or the skills comp. And she put up like a, uh, like a poll on Instagram, whatever. In your opinion, if you could only go to one or two of those things, what one are you going to? Damn, that's a good question. Um, I said skills comp, but I was, I mean, I've never been to either one of them. So I didn't really, I don't really know what the atmosphere is like in there. That's funny. So I had a plus one for both, both of them. And so this is, I was like, how am I going to figure this one out? Because my video <laughs> guy was like, yeah, I don't really care about skills comp. I'd rather go to the games. Okay. And then my gal was like, I don't really care about the games. I just want to go to skills comp. I'm like, yes. Perfect. Oh All right. God. Guess that what? Get We're going. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that worked out 
for me. And then I'll see about like, man, I don't know. I think the skills comp's more fun because it's just like laid back and like the guys are being goofy and having a good time. No one's really competitive, you know, like, but if you've seen one, you've seen one though. And I like the the yeah. games are cool because like once it crosses over and they're playing for like a million dollars or the charity, whatever it is they're playing for, like to see them go from like three on three, they're just kind of like messing around to going from like, all right, we're actually like trying and to see like all that skill shine through. It's unreal. Yeah. And I, and I feel so bad for those goalies because I don't like they don't have a prayer because yeah. there's so much skill and speed coming their way. So but much, so many different angles, I, I guess but, like. The way I thought of it, one of my favorite things about going to a hockey, and this might be really weird, is I love watching warm-ups. I love, like, watching guys do crazy shit with the puck, like, effortlessly. Yeah. Like, what the Austin Matthews Same. just kind of, like, going like that. So, like, yeah. in skills comp, like, you're going to get to see Patty Kane go out there and his hands just wheel. Or you're going to be yeah. able to see Shea Weber shoot a shot harder than you've ever seen in your entire life. Like, there's yeah. – I think that's probably why I would have chose that, but I think you're right too, especially when the games get cranked up a little bit and you just have that much talent on the ice. Like uh, take me back to when they had that world cup of hockey and it was the North Americans against team. And it was just like McKinnon and McDavid and just like the Sedin brothers and everybody's just like flying. So like, I, I guess the right answer is you can pick either one and still have a great time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a wrong, it's not a wrong answer, but I guess, after like being lucky enough to go to i've been to, like four of them now i guess i would go games for that reason like like we just said three on three seeing that skill shine through because and another reason like the skills is so sick like you say like i i even as a like a grown man i still if i can get to a blues game early i will go down there i like to watch love dinner and oh my god warm up. Right? i like to see how they warm up i like to see how the other goalies warm up I like you know yeah. i love it i freaking i love it and i have since i was a kid um but uh, anyhow, what I was going to say is with the with that, like seeing that on a rerun where you can like because you miss so much stuff. It happens so fast that you're like, wait, did he hit that target? I don't know. I couldn't tell. So like to be there is awesome. Don't get me wrong. But then if you're on TV, I feel like it'd be cooler because you can just you like can see it better. Whereas yeah. like the game, it's a lot easier to follow. It's just a three on three game. You know so, what I mean? Yeah. Like, not, not dogging the skills comp. They're both unreal. But I guess I guess that's another reason why I would do a game if I had to make that choice. So this might be a weird question. I don't know if it is or not. So when we go to a, an NHL game, like, we're watching the games, right? Because, like, I don't know. I think part of it's because I'm a forward and then other parts because, like, I play hockey. I've always loved hockey. I watch guys like Panarin, the way they move around, stuff like that. When you're watching a hockey game, let's say live – are you watching goalies? Are you watching their angles? Are you watching their footwork? Like, are you doing oh, yeah. types of things that, like, as a forward or a defenseman, you might be more keen to watching one or two players? And if so, where's the best place to sit to be able to see this? That's not a weird question at all. It's probably, like, one of the most normal hockey questions I've ever heard in my life. Well, I don't know. Uh, well, <laughs> no, it's, no, it's a good question, for real. Uh, yes, I watched the goal. And, like, ever since I became a goalie, it's just been that way. I, and I, now I'm a goalie coach and I still play, as you guys know. So, like, I am, I'm always watching. Like, what are they doing? Are they standing on their feet? Did they shuffle there? Did they tee? How long did he hold his reverse? Why? Ooh, I noticed he popped up earlier there. What, you know what I mean? Like, I notice so much stuff to where I feel like I could go easily train them and run them through drills and stuff because, like, I, I'm that passionate about it. Um, so, yes, totally watch the goalies. As far as what's the best angle, uh, that's a tough question. I get 
it, it kind of depends, man. Like that's yeah. a really good one. Cause like sometimes maybe an aerial view would make sense given like yeah. if there's traffic or whatever, or, um, but I mean, generally like the standard TV side view, like, yeah. So that we're all used to, I think is a good angle. Cause you can, you see a lot that way. Um, I usually don't like the, the view behind the net that they sometimes do on power plays, but yeah. it kind of started growing on me once you saw like, like an OB1 yeah. T and you saw it like, you know, like saw the play yeah. develop more. I'm like, okay, I kind of get it. I don't know. You stumped me there. I don't know. I think it, it kind of depends, but like, like if I have to go scout, like as a goalie coach, if I have to go scout a game, I love an aerial view. Like, if, I don't know why. Like I love like an overhead view. Cause I can really see like if the kid has it and if, he or she is on their angles and like things like that. But as a fan watching NHL goalies, I don't know, I guess like being in like that 15th row kind of would be perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So all my answers to your questions are like 20 minutes long. So (laughs) (laughs) that's fine. Who, uh, as hockey fans, like, goalie wise who should we be watching in the league that we it looks like we have some young kids that are coming up that are like carter hart real igor igor shesterkin if the rangers go from henrik lumpquist to this kid and he ends up being that unbelievable i mean that's just blessed uh it, it almost seems like the game has changed for goalies in the last few years where you're getting bigger bodies right like back in the day like dominic koshik wasn't a big dude like these yeah. guys six five six six and now you're getting guys like ben bishop who like good luck trying to get a puck by him because he's gigantic yeah. like who yeah. what what give me three goalies that like you're really impressed with that maybe we don't really know that much about or just your three favorite goalies in the show um i agree with everything you said like it's definitely it's a size game now um but on that note there's still like if you can play you can play so yeah. And so for someone, and I'm not saying you said this, but if someone were to say, well, Ben Bishop's six, seven, I wonder he's good. I'd be like, yeah, but to be able to move when you're that size yeah. and that and maintain yeah. that balance and, and keep in mind, his five hole <laughs> is way bigger than mine or his arm hole or, you know what I mean? So right. like he, there's a lot of things. Sure. He has an advantage in a lot of regards, but he also has disadvantages. So, and then, you know, like a guy like Soros, who's five eleven, like, because he's smaller in stature, he can like move around a lot more fluidly. So there's pros and cons there. Me, as I watch goalies move on from high school or AAA to junior to college and all that, I do think there's an overemphasis on size. I, I've seen a kid who's 6'4", who's nowhere near as good as this 5'11 kid, but they take him because they're like, well, he's 6'4". It's like, who, who cares? Like, like the five eleven kids are better. Like, dude, what? Artis yeah. Urbe wasn't six four. Yeah. Nope. Mike so, Richter was like five nine, if that. Yeah. And yeah, and don't get me wrong, like to be like it would be great to have a big goalie, but if they're not good and they're not mobile and all they're doing is just, like robotically butterflying, then what you know, I'd rather have an active five eleven athletic kid back there. So I think yes, there's an advantage of size for sure. But I I, I think college teams and junior teams need to not be so blind and if there's a kid who's 5'11 who's freaking can play yeah. give him a chance like it's I mean, not Kujo wasn't that big either neither was yeah. uh felix uh, yeah. the cat poppin like yeah. they weren't giant he, felix was like 6'1 which was like super tall at the time but yeah, yeah most of them were like 5'9 5, 5'10 5, um so, so anyways totally agree with you there to answer your question like well this isn't really a secret but like andre vasilevsky is a freak like that yeah. guy is a freak um the Russians and, and 
taken over for Lundquist in New York are so good. Yeah, Carter let's... Hart, so good. Um, Joseph Wool and Jake Ottinger, two American boys, are in the AHL right now. Joseph yeah. Wool's from St. Louis, and he's with Toronto. Uh, Jake Ottinger might be a New York boy. I'm not really sure. No, he's Minnesota. Minnesota boy. Uh, but he's with the Dallas Stars. And, like, I think those two kids, and, and yeah, it's because I, like, have been cheering for him and I really like, like him personally, but I think those two kids are going to be studs in the league and, you know, could be five years, could be one year, who knows, but there's to your point, like there's so many freaking good goalies now. Like it's hard to keep track. So, <laughs> what's, what's kind of crazy. I forget why I looked this up or when I looked this up, but I, we were talking about Russian goalies and how like you're, you're kind of seeing a lot more come into the league. Yeah. Bob, uh, the two for the Rangers, Sorokin who's supposed to be pretty good for the Islanders. So yeah. I looked up Russian goalies in the NHL. Did you know only 16 Russian goalies have played in the NHL, which is insane? 16. And yeah, Total? That, that's, that's what I'm looking at currently. What? Hobby right. Bulin, Nabokov, Bobrovsky, Varlamov, Brzgalov, Vasilevsky, Kadobin, Mikhail Shnalenkov, Georgiev, Trifilev, Samsonov, Shuster. Like, yeah, there's not that many, which is insane, right? Because that's crazy. You, you watch Miracle. And the way right. they talk about Vladislav Tretiak, it, you would be like, they would have an overabundance of these Russian goalies coming in. But no, man. Right. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. It's, well, I don't want to get sidetracked, but if they would have let Tretiak play, like, what would that guy have done in the league? That would have been interesting to see. But no, but it, it is, it's crazy you say that. Because, like, Russia's just known for, you know, producing, you know, especially back in, like, the 80s and 90s, like, producing all that hockey talent. So I would have thought they had way more goalies. But push they're making lately is super impressive on all these young stuff i mean like clearly they like you know went back to the drawing board and saw the stat you guys found we're like okay we need we need more guys in the show because like finland and sweden are like a teeny tiny fraction population wise and geographically are like pumping out way more goalies so you know what I mean? I think like, yeah. other countries are like, what the hell are they doing over there? Just an insane so, like, stat. And, like, you watch World Junior now, and it seems like most of the time, if you're talking about a goalie, it's, like, the Russian goalie who's supposed to be high up in the draft. And, like, this has happened over the last couple of years. Yeah. So it's interesting. I, I would have loved to, like, talk to, like, somebody up in the Russian, like, hockey department and be like, dude, what? Like, what happened? When did you oh, guys? I, bet, I bet money and time and effort was, like, some, some. there's some kind of effort made because, like, and it was a while back, you know what I mean? Because these guys are like 18 to 25 right. now. So yeah. this had to have started, you know, at least like 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know what's going on in Russia, but clearly it's working for goaltending. But I know like in Finland, for example, um, and they've done this for a while, they'll take the most athletic kid, like I, like like a Pekka Rene. They're like, oh, you're tall, athletic, you skate well, play goalie. I don't oh, want to really? play goalie. Give it a try, play goalie. And so they encourage like the high-end kids to try goalie because those are the kids who end up being stud goalies, you know? I mean, it makes sense. And then you look at, you know, like I said, their population and all the guys they have in the NHL, it's mind-blowing. So It's crazy. There's, it clearly has to do with training and just how they approach the sport at the youth level, and then it kind of, like, trickles up from there. But Just nuts. Uh, BizDev, what types of questions do you have for KVG? Uh, I was I was gonna go into Pavel Barber and what it was like shooting with him. Yeah. You know, I've seen, you've got all these YouTube videos as well, so it was, yeah. it was really cool for me. I guess uh, I followed him for a while on social media and stuff, but it was cool to see his personality come out more in your movie and to realize yeah. he's a 
downright awesome dude. Yeah, Barbara is a really good guy. Um, obviously, we have a, a feud on on YouTube, but we're obviously buddies off the ice and all that. And, and I'm glad he's a big part of the film. And for all those fans out there of Barber, like like you just said, I mean, you really do get to know him. Um, we have some pretty uh, cool interviews with him, and he really explains like his whole story and how he fell in love with with, uh, with hockey and how he got into everything. So it's really fascinating. Um, so working with him is a blast. Like. We we met here in St. Louis at the Gretzky Hockey School, and so and, and he was doing his thing with stick handling, and I was the goalie coach. And then we went to uh, Bush Stadium, we went to Cardinal game together, and um, had a couple of pops, and we're just kind of like talking, became buddies. And then we went, we ended up going to Vancouver. And we we like stayed in touch through social, like you know, followed each other, or whatever. It wasn't wasn't really much to it and then when I got that trip to Vancouver I reached out I was like yo are you in town we're gonna be in Vancouver and then so we ended up meeting up with them and hanging out and then from there we ended up playing the BHL Cup and then so after meeting in St. Louis he's come to St. Louis like five times since I've been to Vancouver like five times since so we always like hang out and uh, either coach together do videos together that sort of thing so we've actually become you know pretty good buddies over all this which is cool um at he's first it was just man. he's he's like he's a really down-to-earth guy he's he's well-intentioned and a lot of i've i've learned not a lot but i've learned some people on social media are not well-intentioned at all and so um he's very well-intentioned and you know he's got a unique skill set like dude's unreal like nhl <laughs> players will like his videos and be like okay that's sick like yeah. that's pretty that's pretty impressive you know, I, so, I forget uh, who we had on. It was like we were talking about Barber and just the million things that he can do. And yes, it, yeah. it would take me like three years to even remotely like get kind of good at one of his moves. And just yeah. like so, as a goalie, when he's wheeling in on you, dude, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you it's, uh, it's hard. Like when he when he comes in real slow, I'm like, oh god, I really <laughs> have no clue what's gonna happen. You know what I mean? But uh. I don't know. Like it's, I think in shootouts, goalie has the advantage. It's kind of like 60, 40 sort of, but uh, that's not the case with him. <laughs> not the case with him, but it's fun, man. Like, I don't know. Sometimes you get a good read and, and you're there, but usually uh, you think you have him, and all of a sudden he's, I don't know. He turned you into a pretzel and the pucks in the back of the net, but Oh, well, here's another, here's a good one. So as a forward or whatever, one of my favorite things in beer league is like, is if everybody touches the puck, like kind of a one tap, one touch back and forth, you end up scoring a goal. I would much rather do that than score like five goals. Like I love making good hockey plays where you're like, okay, that was shit. Yeah. As a goal, is there something in your repertoire that you do when you're like, okay, that was awesome. Like, do you love throwing poke checks? Do you love like kind of baiting somebody? I mean, that's, that's kind of a cool question. If I'm going in one-on-one yeah. with somebody, like, have you ever, like, baited somebody where you're like, oh, I dare you to shoot glove? Like, knowing that he's going to shoot glove, and then, like, I don't know. It's kind of, a, like, a whole... Sort of. Like, it's funny. When I was growing up, like, you, you'd have, like, these old-school coaches, like, oh, you got a strong glove. Give them, give them a little bit of your glove side. You know, like, and nowadays, like, the way you guys shoot, you can't do that anymore. So, like, you're trying to be on angle. But sometimes, like, let's say you're point blank, and you're just, like, in that, and you've got way too much time. I I would like to per, like if I was on my feet I would like to stay on my feet and just stay big and be like shoot five it's right there just freaking shoot it 
And like, yeah. that's where I'll try to bait guys. And like, I'll know exactly what they're going to do. And I'll just tighten it up and take it away. And then they're always like, you know, an F-bomb follows that. Cause they're like, <laughs> how did I score? Like, why did I shoot? You know? So you're trying to just show them this huge tunnel and get them to shoot there. And then you take it away. But those chances don't happen too often. And one, like one little thing I, I like to do outside of like setting the puck up behind the net fancily, like outside of making the obvious save is sometimes I like to like, when you force the guy to shoot wide, like, you know, they're trying to pick this corner and you right. know, you played the angle like perfectly, but you can't come out too far because they have a passing option, but you know what I mean? And like, they shoot it, it just misses your shoulder and you see it like miss the bar by two inches. And you're like, my angle is pretty, it wasn't a save, but like right. knowing you kind of forced you had shoot, that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like that's, that's, that's I, like, a great answer. Cause I wouldn't think that. So yeah, for me, it's like, I, I get more pleasure out of that being like, you had nothing. Like you had nothing there. I didn't make. I didn't get a save, but like in my book, it's a save. Have you uh, have you ever had an opportunity to score one? Yeah, but I I did not come close. <laughs> I tried. Is that in I, your mind every game? Because I think I, if I was a goalie, I would be like, if they even we, think about pulling the net, like I got it. If the other team pulls a goalie, absolutely. And I, I we haven't had a lot of those games. Like usually, it's just. It's hard because it's beer league, dude. There's so yeah. many, so much scoring. It's very it's, hard to find like a one goal game in beer league. Yeah, it just doesn't happen a lot, and like it's it's weird. We we have tight games, but for some reason, I just don't recall the other team ever pulling their goalie or me ever being in a position. But I did it once in high school. And <laughs> yeah, and this is the worst thing ever. God, I, I hope every kid I coach is not listening right now. But I look up in front of my whole school and I'm like, Oh, they pulled them and I fire one or I thought I did. And this kid just grabs it, puts it down, comes in on a breakaway. And I mean like clear breakaway, like me and him all the time in the world. Like I literally just gave him the puck. Basically I saved it. Thank oh, God. And we won. Probably we, bogging. My coach, I mean, he, you should, like, I'm surprised I didn't have a hole in my head after all the yelling. <laughs> He's like, yeah, he's like, if that puck went in and we lost this series, like, you, you were done for the year. I'm like, I know. I'll never happen again. I'm sorry, oh, sir. So, like, after that, <laughs> I was like, I'll just fire it down the boards instead. But yeah, that was, like, my only, like, chance where I had the puck, put it down. I'm like, holy shit, like, I can score. And then I went for it, and I just didn't have the muscle behind it. So, thank God I made that save on that breakaway, though. Like, whew, that would have sucked. Oh man, I remember in high school, like one of our goalies had a shutout going and the puck was down the other end and like he kind of just like leaned back against the net and kind of like posted up and he was like a freshman. Yeah. We're winning like three nothing. We get in the locker room. Everybody's like jacked up and the coach just the entire time just screamed at this kid and we're like, but we're winning. Like, <laughs> like, it's like you ever do that again, you're done. So I can't even imagine him like trying to score. Oh man. Oh God. Yeah. My coach who we actually got along like really well, but yeah, he read me and he had every right to, I would have. You got to go for it though, dude. The stars align like that. You have to. Like you it was playoffs and we were up by one goal and I literally gave the kid the puck to a break <laughs> But if you scored, you're a hero. True. True. And you made the save. You made the save. That's what it comes down to, right? uh, My rival goalie, who's, like, my buddy, too, but, like, rival school, he scored a goal that year, too. Like, a week or two before that, I want to say. So, I was so jealous. Like, I was happy for him, but I was so jealous. Well, you got to get one. And if you get one in beer league, definitely let us know about it. Dude, I'll retire from hockey forever. (laughs) I'll send that to the Hockey Hall of Fame. (laughs) Uh, Dale, you have anything else? 
Um, yeah, I was gonna. So we we had uh, Justin Goldman of the Goalie Guild on, and oh, we nice. touched. We yeah, touched. Yeah, we so we just touched a little bit on like mental aspects of the game. Um, he goes into a lot of the coaching and uh, you know mental preparation and what he what he said during our podcast was like something me and Jimmy never really realized as forwards is um, it's such a different dynamic, I guess of more of a single player game versus like as a forward you're always like there for the next play and a goal is a lot different right yeah like you get back to the bench after a good shift and like we're talking to each other and we're like oh maybe we could have gone here there like you guys don't have that right so i I guess i was gonna ask like um what are the things that you do and also what you coach to your younger players as far as um you know keeping that focus or any mental preparation that goes into your game it's a really good question so my, I had a coach uh, when I was growing up. His name is Lindsey Middlebrook, and he was an NHL goaltender um, in the 70s, I believe. But anyways, he taught me a handful of really valuable things. And one of the things he taught me was before a big game, he was like, you nervous? And I think I lied to him and said no, but I was. And he's like, oh, the, the other guy's nervous too. Remember that. I'm like, okay. So I put that in my pocket. And then he's like, you know how to break down a game, like a big game? He told me to break them down into five-minute increments. So, like, let's say you're a high school goalie and you play 15-minute periods. Each period, you're on the second period. Like, pretend like, you know, minute 15 through 10. Like, that's like a little mini period. Get through that. Get a little shutout. Give yourself a little mental pat on the back. Like, okay, good. I got through five. All right, next five. And you kind of, like, break it down into these little – many periods many games it's like this weird mental game but it makes it it makes it go by so much faster and it makes you and if they do score you're just like okay reset reset all right got to get through this five nothing else in this five right it helps go by faster helps you keep your focus and then the best thing and this is something i didn't realize until well it's never too late come on you guys know that but uh well the best piece of advice i could give a goalie is for a big game and this is like this is not easy to do. It's easier said than done. It's like really mental, but like I've done it before and it freaking works. But if I can like, if you can like zone everything out other than, you know, like the the puck, the game, the atmosphere, the scoreboard, but like as far as the score itself, you can completely like block it out as if it's not there and play like it's zero, zero, even if you're down two nothing or up one, nothing. And just like mentally convince yourself it's zero, zero you keep your focus and like, yeah, I don't know. It sounds weird. Us goalies are weird, but like weird, like tricks like that totally help. But that's what I do. And everyone's different, but like a goalie needs to find some kind of trick that's out there. Cause if he's like, Oh, whatever. I just kind of go with the flow. I don't like, it's not going to work. And in beer league, fine. But like, I'm more talking like for younger, you know, the younger kids who are trying to make it like, you know, there's a lot of talented goalies out there, but what separates, you from the next guy is like how mentally tough are you and how consistent are you and how, how can you keep that focus when you're facing 45 shots or you're facing seven shots you know what i mean like yeah. it's not easy so our uh, our coach in college well my my junior year that's what he would say like you play five minutes like let's win the first five somebody yeah. do something in the first five or even you can even break down shift by shift dude like don't get yeah. scored and have the puck. All right, cool. That's a great shift. Get back to the bench. Talk to each other. All right, let's go again. I think yeah. that's that you said that because that helped us out a lot. Because when yeah. you look at the game in terms of like this giant hockey game that's about to be played, you really get down to the basics of that five minutes. 
and it makes you can really dial in a lot more than seeing that like entire big picture if that makes any sense at all absolutely that makes perfect sense yeah i think those two things kind of coincide a little bit but yeah it's just it's probably like i I think if you talk to any like sports psychologist, I wonder if that's like something they would say to a lot of athletes, like figure out a way to break the game down. And it's, it's not like you want it to go by fast. You know what I mean? But like, if it's like a big game and you feel a lot of pressure, it just helps you perform better. Stay yeah. focused. I think. We're yeah. psychologists. We should get one of those on the, on the yeah. pod. That'd be a sports great. psychologist. Yeah. Right. That'd be a good one. Right. See how, see like what the, the, I guess the top like uh, problems or struggles there are and like how to get by that. Look at KVG. I love it, like, dude. Well, because more... like Hopey, Hopey like brought his up a bunch. Like when they won their Stanley Cup, like you remember that one quote he said, he's like, I was talking about after they lost the game. And I can't remember if it was like a, a bad goal he gave up or just like a bad luck goal, bad bounce or whatever. But he's like, yeah, I talked to my sports psychologist and, you know, he or she, whoever, just reminded me that, you know, the puck doesn't know it's a big game. And that really kind of helped me like put things in perspective and calm down, you know, I'm like whatever works. But, you know, if, if I'm, if I'm Braden Hopi, I'm trying to win a Stanley cup and I'm making $6 million a year, you better believe I'm going to hire a sports psychologist or have you. they it's probably not- provide. Yeah. The capitals probably provide it. Yeah. You're probably right. Well, I mean like the years that they didn't win, think about how much Hopi had like gone through. Like there, they had so many opportunities to, uh, I guess when the cup and the Rangers just kept like pumping them, but yeah. All right, Kaner, we've had an incredible time with you, dude. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, if you guys again, check out hockey journey, check out Kane Van Gate, YouTube channel, his Instagram. That's Kane Van Gate 38. I like that. Nice little 38. Nice rhyming. Maybe that had something to do with it too, but uh, Dale, anything else for him? I'm telling you, you guys, you're going to want to buy the movie as soon as you watch the trailer. Everything about the movie is morning skate on brand. It's for the beer leaguers. All roads lead to beer league. It's a hell of a movie. Make sure you guys tune in. Dale, Jimmy, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. I appreciate you guys watching the movie and then uh, helping me spread the word. And uh, your kind words about the movie means a lot, dudes. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. We'll uh, we'll definitely have to have you come back on again once hockey starts, and uh, we'll yeah, just start tracking sure. content. All right, awesome, buddy. Uh, this was this episode of the Morning Skate again. Kane Van Gate, thirty-eight. Check him out, and we will talk to you guys next week.